Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hi, everyone. Uh, This is Sandman. And uh, this video today is going to be a bit longer than my other ones. Um, there are two topics I want to discuss and show you how they are related to one another. Um, first, I've coined the term the misandry treadmill to describe the nagging and contempt that many women put men through on a daily basis. And I try to explain why they do it. Uh, misandry is not only female hate towards men and boys, but also the criticism and constant nagging of men by women. Um, men are constantly made to feel inadequate for being themselves. Later I explain how fossil fuels have sped up that treadmill in the last few hundred years and how the end of cheap oil, gas, and coal will affect the misandry treadmill. As men, the more we do for women, the more it seems they become unhappy, criticizing us and denigrating us to do more. We are shamed to provide and protect. Most men instinctively go out of their way to help make women's lives easier and provide for the females in our species. We construct houses, farm the land, fish the oceans, and essentially invent all the comforts of modern life. And the real reason we do this is often to silence our nagging wives, mothers, sisters, and any other females we have in our lives. This makes perfectly rational sense, because what man wants to be criticized for not being good enough? And if you look at nature, this is often called the Red Queen Hypothesis. The Red Queen theory is based on Lewis Carroll's book, Through the Looking Glass. In that book, there's a line where the Red Queen tells Alice, it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. And this has been my experience with women in general. The more I do for them, the more they expect me to do. If I work hard and make lots of money, I'm supposed to do better the next year. I'm denigrated by women to do more and more each day, week, month, year, decade, etc. And if I don't, I'm ridiculed and belittled, talked down to and exposed to increasing amounts of misandry from a woman. And no matter what I do, no matter how much I achieve or provide, it may never be enough for her. It may be enough today, but tomorrow it's not good enough. Effectively, I'm running on the misandry treadmill, and I have to run faster and faster to stay in the same spot. I try to run away from her nagging, but no matter how fast I run, I'm still going to be told I'm not good enough. This is essentially the law of diminishing returns, governing the male provider urge. The more men provide past a certain point, the less they are valued. This is more than just a learned behavior. All living organisms have to evolve so they can gain reproductive advantages over others, so they can also fight for increasing their share of the environment and its resources. Men are forced by nature 
through women's criticism to get on the treadmill and keep running. Essentially, men are running on a treadmill to keep the species evolving and adapting to survive. Women, on the other hand, push us to evolve or man up so they can derive the benefits from evolution. Women's evolutionary contributions are seemingly limited to hip-waist ratios large enough to safely give birth to children. They also helped nurture the young and get them ready for adulthood as safely as possible. I think this following line is the most important one to remember, and it sums up my argument. Men are responsible for the evolution of humanity, and women are responsible for nurturing the next generation of men to make sure they survive long enough to fulfill that role in the future. Modern medicine and technology has made many of women's evolutionary contributions increasingly irrelevant. So women are putting us down more than ever. The low mortality rate during childbirth is making women's evolutionary contribution less relevant in today's age. And this could be why feminists are really angry at men and the patriarchy. The so-called patriarchy has saved many women from having to die during childbirth. Should we evil male oppressors let women die during childbirth? Many men love their women too much to let that happen. We have sympathy and compassion and care about female suffering too much to stand by and do nothing. After all, it was Dr. John Bonica who invented the epidural and administered it for the first time on his wife who was in labor back in the 1930s because he wanted to alleviate her pain. Now you're probably wondering, what does that have to do with oil, natural gas, and other fossil fuels? What does my argument have to do with these materials? Well, global peak oil, gas, coal extraction represent the point in time when the treadmill of misandry starts breaking down. It represents a point in time where women will nag for more and more, but they won't get it. The men will feel inferior to the men of previous ages, who were able to provide enough for women to shut them up long enough for some peace and quiet. Fossil fuel materials have effectively sped up the misandry treadmill, and have made women ever more critical, and they put higher expectations on men than we have ever seen in the history of our species. Women are forcing men to produce more and more in order to get access to their inverted triangles found between their legs. Everyone thinks that one day we'll have flying cars, space travel on demand, and endless technological progress. We've been promised this by the media, governments, and corporations. But everything around us is actually made of fossil fuels and touched by oil. Toothbrushes, computers, telephones, and almost everything else around us is made of plastic. And plastic is a derivative of oil and other fossil fuels. We make our fertilizers using natural gas and power our tractors with oil power. Each and every one of us has 147 energy slaves if you look at, a, look at energy use by historic energy consumption patterns. In fact, we all enjoy a standard of life today that would be the envy of kings and queens in the past. And most of these energy slaves are provided to us in the forms of gasoline, natural gas, coal, and other fossil fuels. But fossil fuels are a finite resource. Our entire way of life is based on keeping these energy slaves working for us. If men stop pulling up oil and other resources out of the ground, then our modern industrial civilizations stop functioning the way they have for the last 200 years. As men, we thought that we could simply pull out enough energy from our environment and that women would be happy enough to leave us alone and let us do our thing. We are all rich based on historical standards, and yet it is not good enough for women. The more oil and gas we pull up, the more we are expected to extract from the earth the following day. 
we aren't going to fully run out of oil in the next few hundred years. The odds of that happening are pretty slim. What we really need to worry about is the maximum rate of extraction. This means that we will no longer be running fast enough to keep up with the misandry treadmill. Once this happens, women will nag more and more and push us to find new sources of energy to run our civilization. But there are no other sources of energy as rich and dense as oil. And it's women's civilization that we have, after all. We are, we've just built it up to, so we can shut them up long enough to get access to their reproductive organs. We will never run out of oil, but our ability to pull it out of the ground as fast as we have up until now will begin to decline. Here's a graph of oil extraction to give you an idea about the United States and how it peaked back in 1971, and will never produce more oil than that particular year. That was about the time of the moon landings, and I find the moon shots to be like the largest male orgasm in the history of the world. Men were the sperm, and the moon was the egg. It was important for us to get up there and impregnate it by planting a flag onto its surface. And this was done essentially to impress women back on the earth and convince them that we could do anything and everything for them. And would they please shut up now? But they didn't. They just kept demanding more and more. And American men chose to go to the moon because it also meant that they could prove to American women that capitalism was superior to communism, so that women wouldn't vote for more socialist governments. It was a way for American men to show other women from all over the world that they were the superior alpha males on the planet. It's no wonder that immigrants want to come to North America, not only because of the monetary opportunities, but because anyone can come to America and essentially become an American and thus a superior man. Or if a woman comes to the United States, she can sleep with the perceived global alpha male. German men, in contrast, try to prove their superiority to their women by building the best automobiles. Japanese men build the best cameras. All of those consumer goods that we shoot out of our factories are like sperm. The more we produce, the less these goods have in value. Trillions of trinkets that are manufactured by men for the love of women end up going into landfills every year and faster and faster. They are all disposable, just like us men. If the blue pill men want women to stick around longer in their relationships, then they need to start building consumer goods that last for a lifetime and build less of them. We tried that before, but they were thrown away anyways, as the fashions and styles came and went. Every year we find less and less fossil fuels in the ground, and we aren't replacing what we're using. Just take a look at this graph. Once the available energy in our society begins to decline substantially, it will mean the slow death of our consumer economy and culture, and 80% of that consumption is done by women. Factories are like giant dicks squirting out consumer goods. One of the main causes of the Great Depression was the rise in consumer consumption through debt. And since the majority of consumer spending is done by women, then we can actually say that the major contributing factor to the Great Depression was women demanding that men buy them stoves, washing machines, furniture, clothing, and an automobile for the family, and ever bigger houses in the early suburbs in the 1920s. And men went out and got into debt up to their eyeballs to purchase these items because they wanted to keep their women happy and keep them from demanding more and keep them satisfied. It's true that at that time, women made up roughly 25% of the workforce back in the 1920s. But the majority of those were single women and single mothers working because they had no choice, especially since many men died during the First World War. Some were also of lower economic standing and had no choice. But the labor of people doesn't make the world go around anymore, 
And it's no coincidence that the United States and Great Britain rose as global powers on the back of fossil fuels and increasing extraction of buried energy. And women are the primary beneficiaries of fossil fuels. They got larger homes, access to their own cheap automobiles for transportation. Cheap factory farmed food allows women to feed their children so that they can go off to work instead of staying at home and taking care of their family economics. If you don't know what peak oil is, you really need to look into it. Uh, I don't want to spend any more time discussing the decline of fossil fuels and the impending doom of industrial society. What I really want to discuss is how society and the relations between men and women will change as a result in the drop in available energy in our society. And they will change as a result of dwindling fossil fuels. We will move away from machine power in the coming century, and women will lose many of the energy slaves they have come to rely upon. So what happens then? I guess male muscle power will have to replace most of those missing energy slaves. The treadmill will forcibly slow down. We simply won't have the resources to keep women quiet anymore. They will complain more and more until they adjust their expectations to what we can provide them. If we want to remain civilized, then all the peak oil princesses out there will have to return to the days of old. Women will return to trading their surplus reproductive capacity for men's surplus labor, or they will not eat. So you see, deindustrializing our civilization due to dwindling fossil fuel supplies means that traditional relationships between men and women will come back into vogue. Men will keep their traditional roles and responsibilities, but will gain their old privileges. Women, on the other hand, will probably lose many of the privileges that they have unjustly stolen from men over the last 50 to 100 years. This is not their choice. Only the wealthiest 1% will be able to maintain a suburban home and the consumer way of life. Everyone else will be out of luck. But the misandry will get worse before it stabilizes, to a more comfortable level for men. But make no mistake, it will never go away, and it never has throughout all of evolution. Women will no longer be like the queen bees sitting on their precious honey pots. Instead, they will have to work at taking care of their own children instead of hiring Filipino nannies to take care of them. Many women today don't even raise their own children. Everywhere I look, I see people hiring live-in nannies up here in Canada. By 2016, all of the oil and gas fracking in North America will have horrible diminishing returns and production of that fuel will begin to fall. The emperor will have no clothes and the red queen will be hungry and ready to take revenge by trying to restart the misandry treadmill. But the laws of diminishing returns and finite fuel supplies will shut her up for a while. She will be grateful for a few days for her nude emperor, but once he puts on a paper bag to cover his naked body, she will once again start nagging at him at the same intensity. Men have collectively worked hard to make life easier for all of humankind. And in return, women have worked together to make men's lives more difficult. If you spoil a child, be they male or female, they will have a tendency to take things for granted and become increasingly demanding and make you feel worse and worse about yourself. They will work to guilt you for more and more. We are on the misandry treadmill. The more society gives women, the faster us men will have to run to satisfy their ever-increasing needs. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.